48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Richard Pine. The headlines. President Xi Jinping showers Macau with praise and applauds how its people have embraced one country, two systems as he presides over the swearing in of the SAR's new chief executive. The MTR prepares to reopen University Station tomorrow, more than a month after it was trashed by protesters during clashes around the Chinese University campus. And a barrister questions the basis of police action against a group that collects funds to help anti-government protesters. Macau's new chief executive, Ho Yat-seng, has been sworn in in the presence of President Xi Jinping. As Priscilla Ng reports, the president showered Macau with praise, saying it had fulfilled its mission to safeguard the nation's sovereignty and safety. During a speech at the inauguration of the fifth Macau government, Xi Jinping said he was pleased the gambling hub had successfully implemented Article 23 national security legislation and the anthem law to uphold the country's sovereignty and safety. He added that while the SAR's economy and people's livelihoods had improved drastically since the handover 20 years ago, officials had also done a terrific job in promoting patriotic education. The president said Macau residents embraced the one country, two systems principle wholeheartedly and agreed it was also the best arrangement to ensure the prosperity and stability of Hong Kong. Mr. Xi said the country resolutely opposed any foreign interference in Macau and Hong Kong affairs, as these are purely internal matters. Earlier this week, journalists from several local media outlets, including RTHK, who were sent to cover the events in Macau, were denied entry to the city. University MTR station will reopen tomorrow after being closed for more than a month. The station is next to the Chinese University and was seriously vandalized by protesters and shut on November the 12th. The MTR Corporation's Deputy Operations Director, Tony Lee, said basic facilities had been repaired, but one of the four exits would remain closed. He said extra staff will be posted tomorrow to ensure services run smoothly. He also appealed to people not to further vandalize the station. I think you will look at all the damages. You will realize the damages is quite severe. And with that severe sort of damages, I think the time taken will be talking about months. But in the last one month sort of uh, uh, period, we have already uh, achieved the major milestone to let passengers to use the basic facilities. Therefore, it is very important that tomorrow, when all the passengers use our services, please give us a great tolerance, and also we will run our services as smooth as possible tomorrow. A barrister has questioned the arrests of four people for money laundering from a group that collects money to help anti-government protesters. Police also froze $70 million in donations to Spark Alliance, which says it collects funds to help demonstrators with legal and medical fees. Barrister Duncan Ho from the Progressive Lawyers Group says the alliance shouldn't be liable if its activities are just to support arrested or charged protesters. If those are the only assistance that the alliance will provide, I don't see how the assistance will commit any indictable offence because it's not in direct subsidy or in reward to what the protesters are doing, even if the protesters have committed any offence in terms of public order offences like riot or unlawful assembly or even they have committed some more serious crime like arson, etc. A new study shows breast cancer patients in Hong Kong develop the disease earlier than overseas. A comparison of patient data from the median age of patients here is 57, five years younger than women in the United States. 17% of patients were diagnosed between 20 and 40 years old, compared to just 10% in the U.S. 
Oncologist Professor Winnie Yeo says a probable cause of cancer is environmental and lifestyle factors. High meat, high fat diet, low vegetables and fruits, uh, lack of exercise, uh, obesity, also smoking. There is also uh, stress. Uh, stress has been found to be associated with an increased incidence as well. This is particularly based on our survey, which was conducted for, uh, by the Breast Cancer Foundation, led by Dr. Zheng. It was found that especially young women, they face more stress than older women. The U.S. House of Representatives has overwhelmingly approved a new trade agreement with Mexico and Canada. The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement was passed by 385 votes to 41 in an unusual show of bipartisanship in the Democrat-controlled House. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, said the Democrats had been instrumental in ensuring the agreement was passed in a form that benefited American workers. Of course we'll take credit for it because what he proposed did not fill the bill of what he just described. But there are those, and some of you have, who care about substance, have in the past asked about whether we would pass that because it would be have what we call collateral benefit uh, to the president. I don't care about that. We had an opportunity to do something very important for the American people, for America's workers. The Republican leader in the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, says he's still at an impasse with Democrats about how to proceed with the impeachment trial of President Trump. Speaking after discussions with his Democratic counterpart, Chuck Schumer, Mr. McConnell said the sticking point remained the Democrats' desire to call witnesses to testify. My friend, the Democratic leader, continues to demand a new and different set of rules for President Trump. He wants to break from that unanimous bipartisan precedent and force an all-or-nothing approach. Democratic presidential candidates taking part in a televised debate in California expressed support for the impeachment process. Bernie Sanders, who would sit as a juror at Mr. Mr. Trump's impeachment trial, said the president was unfit for office. We have a president who is a pathological liar. We have a president who is running the most corrupt administration in the modern history of this country. And we have a president who is a fraud, because during his campaign he told working people one thing, and he ended up doing something else. Earlier at the Oval Office, President Trump was asked by a reporter how he felt about the Democrats' push to impeach him. Well, I don't feel like I'm being impeached, because uh, it's a hoax, it's a setup, it's a horrible thing they did, It's a phony deal, and they cheapen the word impeachment. It's an ugly word, but they cheapen the word impeachment. That should never again happen to another president. Two volunteer firefighters have died in Australia as they travelled to fight fires southwest of Sydney. Three other members of the New South Wales Rural Fire Service were injured as the truck they were travelling in veered off the road to avoid a falling tree. Record temperatures have fueled the unprecedented fires. Journalist Lucy Cormack said Sydney itself was feeling the effects of the surrounding bushfires. It's incredibly smoky. It can really, after a day, if you're out there for a long time, you really start to get sore kind of chest in your breathing. And people talk about it, you know, people, everybody's talking about it all the time, every day. Basically, the city has this sort of very eerie orange glow all of the time. This volunteer described the extreme conditions the fire service was facing. The wind is incredibly strong and uh, this place is fierce. It's ferocious. The heat is unbearable. 
Several people have been killed or wounded in a shooting near the headquarters of Russia's main intelligence agency, the FSB. The agency said one of its officers was killed in the attack in central Moscow, and it had, in its words, neutralized the assailant and is trying to establish his identity. Russia's health ministry says five people are being treated for injuries. One of them is believed to be an FSB employee. This man said he heard around half a dozen gunshots. We heard gunfire bursts, but didn't pay attention to it. And at approximately 10 past six, we heard gunfire again. And then at around quarter past six, people ran into the cafe and Starbucks employees turned off the lights and closed the doors. Canada's Supreme Court has ruled that a man born in Toronto to parents who were later found to be Russian spies can keep his Canadian citizenship. Alexander Vavilov lost his citizenship after his parents were rounded up in 2010 in an FBI raid on Russian spies working under deep cover in the U.S. The Lebanese president, Michel Aoun, has asked Hassan Daib, a former education minister and academic, to try to form a new government as prime minister after weeks of anti-government protests and political paralysis. Hassan Dayab had received backing from the Shia movement Hezbollah and its allies, but not from other factions. He said he would consult before choosing candidates for his new administration. I will work on forming a government in the shortest possible time through discussions with former prime ministers, whose advice and views I will benefit from having, as well as the parliament blocs and other lawmakers. There have already been renewed protests in Beirut and Tripoli against his appointment. The French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe has appealed to unions to ease their strike against pension reforms to allow people to visit their families at Christmas. Mr Philippe acknowledged talks had failed to resolve the dispute, but said more negotiations would be held in January. But one of the unions involved in the dispute said there would be no truce over Christmas. The government of Haiti says it'll demand action from the United Nations after a study found girls as young as 11 had been sexually abused by UN personnel. The foreign minister said the abusers had to face justice, adding that his government wanted answers from the UN so the victims received support. The world's earliest known fossilized trees, dating back more than 380 million years, have been discovered in the United States. Here's the BBC's Terry Egan. The remains of the forest were discovered in an abandoned quarry in the Hudson Valley in New York. Because of the many fish fossils also seen there, the scientists think it was wiped out by a flood. What's left, though, are the fossilized remnants of an extensive network of trees which would have spread from New York all the way into Pennsylvania and beyond. By examining the ecology and habits of such forests, the scientists hope they'll understand how trees began to draw carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and how the Earth became a forested planet. Stocks News Now, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,901, 101 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $37 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.32 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. Now to the sport with Adam Chung. The English Premier League side Arsenal are set to name their former player Mikel Arteta as their new manager. It's expected the club will make the announcement today. Arteta has left his job as Manchester City's assistant coach. Arsenal has reportedly paid City a seven-figure compensation for the services of Arteta, who's set to succeed Unai Emery at the Emirates. The BBC's Simon Stone has more details. 
As far as I understand it, everything with Arteta is agreed. He's said his goodbyes to people at Manchester City, but still there is no agreement between Arsenal and Manchester City over compensation for Arteta. And although there's been some discussion between the respective legal teams, uh, there's been no face-to-face or head-to-head, I suppose, discussions between senior figures at the club. So until that is done, Arteta can't go anywhere. The build-up to tomorrow's final at the Club World Cup continues with uncertainty over whether Liverpool defender Virgil van Dijk will be fit to face Flamengo. The Dutchman missed Liverpool's semi-final win over Monterey with illness. Dominic King from the Daily Mail believes Liverpool will be desperate for van Dijk to play in the final. Mark Lawrence, the, the former Liverpool defender who, who played against Flamengo in, in 1981, um, he calls it, uh, Van Dijk the master and commander of, of the team, such as the influence that he has on them uh, in terms of organisation, in terms of his presence, in terms of just his leadership. If anybody can sort of enhance their reputation in, in, in absence, Van Dijk did it last night. He's, he's, a, he's a, an enormous figure physically and, and, and metaphorically for this team. He hasn't trained today. He's done. He's done some fitness work at, at Liverpool's base at Qatar University, and and, and Liverpool will monitor him. But um, given the mm. the stakes of this game um, and how much Liverpool want to win this trophy, uh, providing he's okay in the next 24 to 36 hours, I would think he will start against yeah. Flamengo. The final in Qatar is a rematch of the 1981 Intercontinental Cup. On that occasion, Flamengo were winners by a score of 3-0. The BBC's Fernando Duarte thinks the Brazilian side have the quality to beat the European champions again. It's one game. Anything can happen if Flamengo comes with the... the with, with the attacking form, they can cause problems to Liverpool. As 1970 World Cup winner Tostown said, if Crystal Palace can give Liverpool a game, why can't the Brazilian champions do it? So if it was like a best of three, I'm pretty sure Liverpool would take it. But in one game, anything can happen. Yanis Antetokounmpo scored 34 points to help the Milwaukee Bucks beat the LA Lakers in a showdown of the NBA's top teams. The Greek freak made a career best five three-pointers. George Hill added 21 points off the bench, and the Bucks went on to win 111-104. to And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. President Xi Jinping showers Macau with praise and applauds how its people have embraced one country, two systems, as he presides over the swearing-in of the SAR's new chief executive. The MTR prepares to reopen University Station tomorrow, more than a month after it was trashed by protesters during clashes around the Chinese university campus. And a barrister questions the basis of police action against a group that collects funds to help anti-government protesters. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Osmani. Thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And it's Friday. Yay! So on the show, we are off again on our journey to the hot spots on the Silk Road. Simon Fung, who was here a couple of weeks ago, is back in the studio at 1.30 as he concludes his adventures on his 12,000-mile road trip. And after two, we are back in Hong Kong as we check out the Christmas events for your diary with Anson Wong, a City Youth student who loves Christmas. And we're on the road again after 2.30 as RTHK's very own Anne-Marie Evans takes us to Lai Chi Wo, a village in the northeastern New Territories that has hacker, hacker heritage going back 300 years. She's got news of an art exhibition there and so that's another place for you to visit during the festive period. My goodness. So all I can say to you is get your seatbelt on and get ready for a fun show. Thank <laughs> you. 